Hello, everybody. You are listening to Planetary Overload. I'm Austin Heyer, and we're still we're still in a bit of a different time, so we're we're kind of mixing things up today. Cole is currently out. She is sick. Uh, don't worry about that, though. Uh, she is she's I not healthy, but she's safe. Uh, she is not she is not serious, so don't worry about that. We have a new guest for today. I'll let him introduce himself. Hello, everybody. My name is uh, Jake Rudisell. I am the music director for KXDR 100.7 The Planet, and I'm here with AJ on Planetary Overload to discuss the hobby of collecting music. So if you don't know what this podcast is about, this podcast is about introducing you to new hobbies. Think of us like the video game tutorial that's supposed to start you off into new fun. And because we're all stuck at home, I mean, what what a good time to start a new hobby, am I right? Absolutely, AJ, 100%. Uh, are you still able, like, I'm actually kind of curious, are you still able to get CDs during this time? I don't know if you import a lot of them or uh, get them delivered. Uh, yeah, like, I still, I ordered some CDs a while ago, mm. and they haven't come in yet just because I ordered them off of Amazon Prime instead of Discogs, I thought... Like, hey, like, it's probably cheaper to do Amazon and they'll get here quicker. But Amazon Prime stuff has been delayed as of late because of that. So I haven't gotten them yet. Um, But, no, like, there's still places that will, like, sell you stuff online. Like, it's – from my experience of ordering stuff online, this kind of pandemic – this chrono, this is a really good way for us to uh, completely date the show by bringing this up, but that's fine. <laughs> um, the thing is with the pandemic at the moment is that any sort of vendor who isn't going to ship until like X amount of date has like put a notice up mm. that we're not going to ship until this time. This is getting delayed until then. We can't ship to this country for these reasons. We can't ship outside of our country for these reasons. It's been long enough to where if they're not going to sell to you, they've already made it apparent. And some people can and some people can't. Okay. Um, so we can expect, as the date of this recording, the United States is the hot zone of COVID-19. Can we expect that some, if someone wants to import uh, something of maybe their second language is uh, another language and they want to import music from maybe an ancestral home or something like that, that we might not be able to get imports for the time being because they won't have workers coming to the United States to potentially get infected. I would say I am not the expert on this. Mm. Um, so I, I can't really say for sure. I think some, like, I think some places are fine. Like I know there's a pretty popular vendor from uh, Japan called, I think it's a uh, Kupiku, mm-hmm. Kupiku.com. And they're a pretty big vendor, and I think they're still selling to America. I could be completely wrong. Like, I wouldn't quote me on that because I haven't bought from them in a good couple years. Right. But I would say I would say it just depends on the vendor. Like, just do a little research. No, I, I totally understand. Yeah, make sure you're if you're interested in trying this out to um, try and when – you, when you're going to go to a vendor, make sure that it's, it's going to get to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And usually if you order from there and they can't reach you, be it a delay or cancellation, uh, from the websites I use, like Discogs, um, you're usually going to find people, like, 
giving you like pretty quick immediate notice of, hey, we can't ship to you. It'll be delayed or it'll be canceled. If it's delayed and you would rather cancel, we'll give you that option. And this is not to say that this happens all the time with this hobby. Oh, absolutely not. No, most of the time when you're ordering from like uh, Discogs or even like eBay or Amazon. Which we'll talk all about this, like the specific what these websites will do for you later on. But continue. Most of the time, like when you're ordering like music online, from my experience, I've probably had canceled orders maybe like three, four times out of the entire like history of me collecting. Mm -hmm. And that's entirely been just because the biggest thing is most websites, most like record store websites or record store like accounts on third party like middleman vending sites like Discogs and Amazon, most of them are ran by people who run record stores and they keep their inventory on there and then they update it at the end of the day. Okay. And if something is sold before they can update their inventory, then they'll just tell you, hey, we don't have this. We have to cancel. Okay. And you, you just have to find somewhere else, usually. So I guess this, we're, we're kind of already doing the interview segment. Like I said today, it's going to be a little bit different. But Jake, you are an avid music collector, uh, physical music. So yes, a, probably a lot of our listeners are probably listening to this on Spotify. They probably have an Apple Music account. They have... Um, they stream music and they probably haven't bought music since they were young. You know what I mean? Those old binders, <laughs> but you know how it was back in the day, those old binders that were all full of different CDs that you, could... Oh man, don't get me started. That's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I have friends who still, I have friends who still have CDs and they do that. And that is, that gets on my nerves. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be completely frank. So tell me how long you've been collecting music and Kind of in the same way, what what has drawn you to music over the years? Physically, I mean. The thing is with music and me collecting music is that I've always, like, my dad's always collected music. So he's always had this huge, like, collection of probably about a 1, thousand, a 1, thousand five hundred CDs. Right. Which I have, like, sort of pseudo inherited. They're all at my place, and that's kind of like the kicking off point to me collecting is because he already had this big collection that I have complete access to and he sort of just stopped collecting. Mm. So I've in a way kind of picked up the torch and the kind of the, the moment that I realized I wanted to get into music as a hobby was when I was in high school about it was like early high school, late middle school. I, um, I saw uh, Iron Maiden live. Okay. And um, that was like the big thing that sort of kicked off my interest of, I want to like get into specifically Iron Maiden. Mm -hmm. So that was like my first like major band that I was like a fanatic for. It's hugely into them. So originally when you got into it, you had chosen a band that you had saw live yeah. or that you enjoyed. Yeah. And you said, I'm going to support these people and then go forward from there. Yes. Yes. I would say that was like a good thing. That, that was kind of what pushed me into it was I saw them live and I was like, I want to collect everything this band's done. I love this band. They're great. And so I just started collecting album after album after album and built like a kind of a small little repertoire of music that was like a part of this larger like group. Mm -hmm. And then what I started doing is at the time I was really into 4chan. 
and I switched my maiden board from V for video games to Moo for music. Mm -hmm. So I started going on the music board on 4chan, and that's where I started picking up a lot of these like more obscure artists. Some not super obscure, like King Crimson wasn't really obscure, but they liked them. Mm -hmm. Same with like Kanye West. I would like just kind of pick up albums that kind of piqued my interest from there and like bought those and started from there. And I would say a good like with us in the internet age, a good place to find good new music is through like internet message boards, like internet image boards. Mm -hmm. There's so many places where you can discuss music, like 4chan's moo, like the music like subreddit. I would say that 4chan's a bit dated for our audience. Um, maybe Reddit might be a good first place to check. Kind of dead. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're definitely not dead. They're different. I'm not going to get into the details of it. I would say probably for this audience and the people who listen to this, yes, Reddit would probably be a uh, a much more suitable place to go. And there's plenty of like different subreddits for different types. If you're using online yeah. resources and you're not just going and seeing them live. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that. So would you say that kind of a offset hobby included in collecting music would be seeing them live to get like special editions of music that they would be selling at concerts i would say a lot of people that is um, an inspiration that was definitely an early inspiration for me but i'm a like i'm a hermit so i don't like going out so i don't like <laughs> i don't see a lot of shows i do see shows from time to time but it's not something i actively go out to do which i don't know i guess it might make like seeing shows a much more special experience for me because it's like I go see it and like even if it's like a mediocre show, it's still like a show and I don't do that that often. Yeah, and you you only choose the people that you obviously have enough to make you to leave your house. If there's like a band that's a very like important band, like a significant band, and they're playing live at like Trees or uh, the Gexa Energy Pavilion, which I think they changed the name of that place. They changed the name of that like concert hall all the time but yeah it's it's something else right now uh the pavilion uh is it the american airlines center now no no it's not the american airlines center it's somewhere else oh, okay gotcha but like i saw iron Maiden there i saw nine inch nails there um but like i went to trees to see like earth and boris play there mm -hmm. so like i would say like you would want to go to like inter if you're doing like live if you want to get into live music you go to an arena usually for like more popular artists and you go to like like a smaller bar like treats. And this is all depending on the genre too because if you're kind of more into jazz or maybe a less mainstream genre, you're going to be going to certain venues that are specifically built for those. Absolutely. But I'm not I'm not the expert on that cuz I don't go to like live shows. Right, right. And this is just kind of a tangent within music because why you would go to these if you were a music collector is probably because exclusive merch. Most tours have tour merchandise that you can only get from them in person on their tours. Yeah, that's not like uh when it comes that does exist within albums, but most of those albums would be like definitely something for collectors only. Like I know there was a I didn't pick this up when I saw Boris play live, but they were selling a live album it was like exclusively sold at live shows and you can't pick it up anymore unless you get it like used with like scalped prices. Well, to kind of keep on that, another reason to go to obviously to support an artist that you like, but also if you're kind of 
making a collection that might be worth money one day. Having signed albums, definitely important. Yeah. And then also, can you explain to the audience what a live album is, if they don't know? Whenever you buy, like, an album, you would normally get, like... It's like a collection of songs. Sometimes there's like a cohesive flow or a concept behind it, and sometimes there isn't. Um, and it's usually done in the studio. Sometimes it's like a album that's live in the studio, but it's like it, it's like it's like a book up. So when it comes to like a live album, that is basically either one of two things. That is a concert that they recorded like in full, and then took and like remastered it and released it on like a disc or like a cassette or like a piece of wax, you know, like they put it out there like a concert on a physical media that you can kind of bring home. Mm -hmm. Um, It's either that or a collection of live songs from like a tour. Right. They were all kind of mixed to sound like they were performed at one location. Like I know, um, I know deep purple had made in Japan which like almost every song off of that album, which it's a live album was done off of between two, three, I think maybe even four different live sets, but they mixed it to sound like it's all one big show. So you can have an album that's, I guess regular albums are just studio albums. I just don't call them studio albums. Cause that's just the norm. Yeah. And then a live albums would be the same thing, or maybe just a, a comp compilation of their set. That's just put into CD. Yeah. Okay, cool. Speaking on CDs, those are just compact discs. Obviously, I would be surprised if anyone know, here didn't know what a CD was. But actually, I take that back. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. There, There's probably a couple people listening to this that don't remember CDs. Uh, as I'm going into this, what are physical mediums that they can collect music on? Because CD, it's just one. There's, there's multiple... Formats, yeah. There's CD. I'll start with CD since that's the one I'm like the most familiar with. I collect CDs predominantly, which sucks because they're kind of seen as like the least cool format. Like they're they they were like really mainstream back in the day, so everyone has a bunch of them and they're really cheap, and they're 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 like the least cool format. But for us ninety kids, I like them a lot more than the others, mainly because it was what I grew up with. But I've come up with a bunch of other sort of justifications for why I prefer them. Like they're super durable. They're super portable. Most cars still have a CD player. They, uh, they last a lot longer than vinyl. You don't need to take as much care of them as you do vinyl. Um, like I think I already said, but they're cheaper. Yeah. They're, uh, I could get more CDs with the money that I could spend on a vinyl, you know? And I like to have like a big collection, like a library of stuff. So I normally go CDs Vinyl, I'm that's this one I'm second most familiar with. Vinyl is really good as like a collector item because it's more expensive and it's more like kind of a coveted thing. It it also just has an aesthetic to it. Like they're big, large discs. They don't hold as much. They hold not nothing close to a, a CD. Yeah, the, c- CDs hold about twice as much as a vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with cassettes. Cassettes hold a little bit more than a CD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason you get into them is not only like what's available and what you listen to, but the sound. They all sound different. Like a vinyl is considered more warm than a CD. A CD is considered much more mechanical. Um, I mean, I'm just saying what I heard of, you know what I mean? I completely disagree. Oh, really? Absolutely. I think that's a myth made up by people to justify their purchases of vinyl. 
Um, I'm not trying to knock people who do collect vinyl. It's a valid like hobby to collect. But when you're trying to justify that the sound of a vinyl is um, a more like it is analog. CDs are digital. But the difference. Yeah, I was about to say that maybe if you're talking about so for audiences purposes, I I am an audio producer. So if you master, which is just a audio um, thing of like finalizing. So like when you write a paper, an essay, you you how you finalize is you go through and check all the grammar and make sure that. It's like everything is where you want it to be, but it look it's nicer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if a if a CD and a vinyl are mastered the same, and then you put them onto a vinyl player versus CD, it will still sound different just because you're talking about a digital medium versus an analog medium, and just because just because of how that is, they will sound different. So from a designer perspective, they they will sound different just because of how they're played. From the research I've done on this, there is it's such a minor difference. Like there's it, it's such a small like there is a difference, but it's so small that your ear is like unable to pick it up. It's like trying to pick up like a dog whistle, you know? Yeah, it would be like if you were talking about playing a 60s vinyl versus a modern vinyl. I wouldn't be surprised because like less precise technology and stuff like that. The thing is with like, like the old, like the big argument a lot of people give against like modern vinyl is that modern vinyl is recorded from like a digital file and then pressed into vinyl. Yeah. So you're getting like a digital based sound on the vinyl when the original kind of vinyls from the seventies were like, they recorded sounds and then etched into it using like, a device that physically etches the sounds they were producing onto the vinyl. I mean, no one's going to record an analog nowadays. There's the equipment's way overpriced because it's just old and hard to get a hold of. <laughs> no, absolutely not. There's like, there's zero reason to do that. And like, because there's like, honestly not much difference between vinyl and CD. And most people who are really into vinyl will say there is, um, it's a placebo. It sounds yeah. basically the same. Um, you might prefer vinyl because you like the like the sound of dust that gets stuck in the grooves, you know, and you <laughs> Which isn't good for it. No, it's way. not. Like the vinyl crack is the sound of your vinyl like gradually breaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sound of it tearing away. So it's it's personally because I, I also collect vinyl. Like I don't I don't have as many as other people. Yeah. Personally to me it's not the sound, it's the look. I like the big the, That's valid. That's yeah. a complete that that is some like one thing I will completely give vinyl is if you like the look of it like the kind of the uh the picture like like if you want like the picture but bigger yeah like that's that's why you would get a vinyl is because you get a bigger piece of artwork the only like and this is specific from band to band because some bands vinyl suck compared to some bands who do their cds like gods like tool yeah (laughs) like it just depends on what band you're following and how much effort they put into making their physical medium yeah um worth it mm-hmm. oh absolutely and cassettes is the last one that's the last format and i would say cassettes is probably the one you should avoid the most cassettes are kind of coming into a comeback but that's really just people coming into it for the nostalgia or the aesthetic like vinyl results like vinyl is like outdated it's an outdated format but so are cds Ultimately, if you want convenience, you're just going to stream. If you take away, the, if you want to collect and you don't like you care about convenience, but you just want to collect 
CDs are your go-to, and then it's vinyl. You know, um, cassettes are the least convenient thing you could ever possibly have. They're hard to find. Not all bands like will go into them. You're probably gonna find older bands that do that, and then like and then vinyls and CDs you can get at Walmart. Like even the most recent albums, I I go to like Ed Sheeran has all of his albums on vinyl, which is one of yeah. well. Here's the thing about cassettes though is it's not just that they're like physically inconvenient to use. Oh yeah, you have to you have to rewind them. You have to like stick the pencil in there and like rewind it that way or rewind it through the thing. They they're very durable in that you can throw a cassette on the ground and it'll last longer than a CD or a vinyl. But the magnetic strip is very easy to get screwed up. You can really mess up a, like a, the magnetic strip that's used to record it on there. It's just not really worth it. The artwork's really ugly because they have to fit it onto a rectangular piece mm-hmm. where like a CD has a lot more of a it's not CDs aren't as square as um, vinyl, but they're still more square. What I will say is that if you're look if you're interested in just looking at it or you're an older listener and you are nostalgic, still check it out. Um, back back when uh, vinyl stores, vinyl stores, yeah, music stores were open. They they have them. So yeah, uh, we're definitely not trying to discount any part of this. I know this is this is entirely my opinion. This is entirely yeah. I um I've never cared for like cassettes as a concept. They're very much like I think they're the most novelty of formats out there. Okay. Like, I think that, like, you get them because you like the novelty of playing a cassette, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can appreciate the novelty of playing a vinyl while also enjoying the artwork and maybe some cool new, like, cool bonus songs on the vinyl. And, like, there might be more art to the vinyl than there is on the CD, usually. Right. Um, that's not usually the case with cassettes. Cassettes, it's a very obscure, very, like, inconvenient format. In my opinion, it's not my favorite. That makes sense. So uh, we'll we'll move on to our next segment. Normally we talk about notes, but uh, we, like I said, a little bit different today. So uh, we will kind of move on to locations. Where where do you get this and why? We'll focus on online vendors for now. But when this is all over, and the you know this is kind of like a thing of history of what well, what it was like during the pandemic of 2020. <laughs> Like, but afterwards, uh, letting people know of where they can get stuff when things open up and social distancing is sort of laxed a bit. Where do you get things online? Where do you get them in person? Where are there conventions where people gather for this stuff or is it all concerts? Is that where people gather for music stuff? So I'll let you take the floor. Okay. So in terms of a digital marketplace, hands down, the best place to go is this website called Discogs. It's short for discography. It is this huge music database where they just take any kind of music and they archive it in their system. And then they open it up to where if you have, say, like a record store, you can set up and sell music through Discogs. That's where I buy like 90% of the music I get is I get it from Discogs. It's convenient um, if you're looking for something obscure like it's going to be cheaper because a lot like if there's like a really popular artist on um, Amazon, they usually sell it for a pretty decent price. But if you're looking for something that's really obscure that like doesn't really exist outside of like a weird music circle, your best bet is to get it off of Discogs. It's going to be cheaper most of the time. Um, it's going to be genuine, generally a pretty better, uh, better experience 
than like getting it off of Amazon or eBay. There's a lot of scalping on those websites. The one exception though is there, um, when it comes to- Can you explain what scalping is? Well, scalping is basically like the, the tech, like the actual definition of it is whenever you like buy a ticket from a concert to hike the price up. Like you're not going to the concert, so you buy the ticket and then hike the price up once it's all sold out and sell it back to someone in the parking lot. And it's a real scummy practice. I use scalping as just like a ba- like just a basic term for like taking people's ignorance of like the price of music and using that as like an inflation point to make your products artificially more expensive. Um, that ma- does that make sense at all? Mm-hmm. That makes sense, of course. So yeah, so like whenever I refer to scalping within the the context of collecting music and albums it's like it's more so like this person buys this album from discogs for like say 15 bucks goes on to like amazon sees there's no listings for it and then sells it for like 50 bucks because no one else knows any better you know they, they, like they're trying to sell it to people who somehow know of this band but somehow don't know about discogs you know okay so that's kind of like what the sort of scalping happens. And that happens a lot on eBay. That happens a lot on uh, Amazon. I'd say the only place where like you could get a better price than Discogs, and this is very specific, is um, on Discogs, it's like a reverse thing where it's like people go on Discogs to scalp on like American Amazon. But the opposite is the case mm. on Japanese Amazon. Really? If you want to buy like music specifically from Japan, <clears throat> your best bet is without a doubt Japanese Amazon, like Amazon.jp. So many like vendors will buy stuff from Amazon.jp uh, and then go to Discogs where people don't realize, hey, there's like cool stuff on like cool Japanese music, but you know, in Japan, they have really weird tax laws. Mm. So a lot of their music is incredibly expensive compared to the music from the States. Really? So yeah, um, I could get into that after this. I don't want to go on a huge tangent. Mm -hmm. The whole like thing when it comes to this is a lot of like vendors will sell stuff they found off Amazon JP that's sold for like 20 bucks, 20, 30 bucks. That's about the average price, which is really expensive if you're getting a CD. And they'll go on to like Discogs and sell that same CD for like 40, 50 bucks. Right. Like they'll double the price by 10, like $20, way more than what should be like the price point. So I would say like just your best bet is like just keep it, keep an open mind on where you go. Most of the time, whenever I'm looking for like music to buy, I usually check Discogs and Amazon and eBay all kind of simultaneously. Yeah. Cause you don't, just cause one price is like, Oh, don't, don't let immediate convenience, uh, scam you out of like 20 or 30 bucks. Absolutely. No, 100%. Like just like, I would keep my eyes on, if you really want to get serious into it, I would keep my eyes on like multiple different stores. Just like check. All right. How much does this cost compared to this? If there's like a $5 difference, like who really cares? But if we're talking like a 10, $20 difference, yeah, that's like a water burger. That's a straight water burger you can get with that money. <laughs> you know, like don't don't waste that. Don't waste that on like some dude who's just trying to scam you. All right. No, no. So, um that's online stuff, but tell yeah. us about like 
in-person stuff that you can go to. Music shops, like any sort of place, like if you want to try and find them online, the problem with like looking at music shops is there's music shops here in Stephenville, but they don't sell like CDs or vinyls. They do, but it's like a very small selection. Their, um, their purpose is to sell musical instruments, you know, so you have to be really careful with what you look up. I would look up vinyl shop or CD shop or, I mean, if it sells vinyls and that's like the main thing they're selling, they're going to sell CDs and cassettes too, nine times out of 10. Sometimes you'll find a, sometimes you'll find a vinyl shop that sells just vinyl, no CDs or cassettes. And that sucks if you're trying, if you're not trying to collect vinyl, but Mm -hmm. that's, that's a bigger thing in like Austin. You go to like Fort Worth, it's mainly like CDs, cassettes, vinyls, anything you would really find, want to find, you'd go there. Mm -hmm. And if you're not close to anything like that, uh, Walmart has stuff too. There, there's plenty of stuff at, at mainstream stores, Target, Walmart. It's not as big as a selection. It's going to be your more pop songy type guys. I would I would not recommend Walmart unless you know what you're looking for. And the reason why I say that is because Walmart has a policy where they will not sell you a, like an album that has vulgarity. So if you're buying like Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd has the song Money and Money has the word bullshit in it. So that used to not be censored on Walmart CDs until like later when someone complained and then they took every copy of dark side of the moon moon cut that lyric out of the album and sold it back as like a censored release huh yeah that like you have to make sure you're buying a pure clean album or else you're not getting a genuine release don't buy from walmart unless you know you're getting something that's just clean from the ground up there's no swear words regardless because you're going to be getting a botched release interesting that's the thing any like anytime someone's trying to sell you an album that is like completely censored just i like it's not a complete album right you're missing you're missing something by not having the artist's initial like vision in it regardless of how vulgar it is well do you know of any so we've gone over online we've gone over stores vendors do you know of any like uh, conventions. I know you said you're more of a homebody, but do you know of like conventions or is there a place where people who buy vinyl or CDs like congregate or is it just going to be your live concerts or stuff like that? It's usually live concerts and usually record stores is where people congregate. There is a convention in Austin that does predominantly vinyl. I've never been there because I'm not a vinyl guy, but I have a friend who has been there and he says it's really good. I would just like keep an eye out, maybe do a little research on that because I'm not the guy to uh, talk about that because that's not my that's not my MO. I don't collect vinyl, but that is probably your best bet in terms of like a place where you can go to congregate with other people about it. The thing is with like music is that it's really kind of hard to congregate. Oh, I almost forgot music festivals too. That's probably a good place too. Yeah, probably. I haven't been to a music festival, so I don't know. Yeah. The thing is with like, like people who collect music, there's not really enough, a lot of room to congregate around that as a hobby because like, when it comes to music, most of the time pe- when people get together, it's to listen to a live concert. You know, when it comes to something like anime or video games or comic books, 
Like, there's no real place for these people to congregate, so they've made conventions around these where fans of these mediums Mm -hmm. can come together and sort of bond and meet new people there. Music doesn't need that because concerts exist. Live shows are sort of the convention of music. That's where you meet like-minded people who like the same kind of music as you, Mm -hmm. is you all meet up at a concert. So that's why there's not a whole lot of that is because there's not much of a need for it, right. you know? So uh, we're getting close to the end of this episode. This is going to be a shorter episode just because we're, we're kind of missing our uh, people who may not be into it to talk about like what they think about it. But to someone who's interested, let's talk about prices. What's the average price of an album? Which I know is hard, but let's let's try to average it down. What, what would you say the average price is? Um, I would say if you're looking for it, de- it depends on the format. Let's say CD CDs, CDs range. I would say if you're looking for average, I would say somewhere between five, like five to 10 for a used CD. And I would say maybe about eh, 10 to 20 for a new CD. All right. You know? And if we're talking about some more niche stuff, I, I know that vinyls personally can be anywhere from twenty five to forty five dollars. That's about a that's a good average for like a new vinyl. And yeah. this is specifically talking about stuff that isn't like weird obscure because I've paid like fifty dollars for CDs before. Oh yeah, and you know I've I've heard you imported some stuff for some obscene prices too, but that's just yeah because you couldn't get it anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, like it's a it's rare material. You know, we're talking like the average baseline of like the price of that cassettes. I don't really have a good number on cassettes. Um, I would say you could probably get cassettes really cheap. Like I'd say about the same price as CDs. You just got to know where to look. Yeah. And also realize that sometimes what you're going to buy, because the way that you start into this, it seems like for most people, like I know I talk with Lance a lot about music uh, just because we work at a radio station. I talk with you a lot about music um, how it always starts is you are trying to support a band because we know as I, I'm a musician and I post stuff and I sell, I've sold my own CDs and stuff like that. Yeah. Spotify doesn't pay the bands. It doesn't support them. I actually just finished my senior project where uh, I actually showed like numbers of the top 50 revenue making bands in the last, uh, I think 2018. And it would be like, they're, how much they made touring, right? Would be like $55 million. Guess how much they make streaming? I don't know, probably like 100 uh, I mean, it depends. So, uh, some of them would make a million off of streaming. But think about it like this. If each of those listens... But like the people who are making... The people who are making millions are like Drake. Yeah. They're not like, they're not like Swans or Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah. Or these like super obscure bands. I mean, they're not... Those aren't even super obscure. Those are like relatively like you dive into music and you like right. the first band you'll like know from the underground are like Swans or Neutral Milk Hotel. But like... But what I'm trying to say is that you'll you'll follow a band in depending on the band, that will decide what format you'll kind of get into and there'll be more bands similar to that. So uh, the reason I brought up Lance is because he liked uh, that punk. What, what was the punk? Hardcore punk. Like straight edge, hardcore punk. That's And yeah. that is a genre of bands that only prints on vinyl. Like Yes. Like it's very, unless it's like something really like really popular, like minor threat, it's you're going to primarily get these bands releasing stuff on vinyl. I think of a lot of jazz bands who are only on vinyl. Yeah. I mean, and then some bands that are only on CD. 
And I don't think I've ever heard of a band only on cassette, but I may just be ignorant of that fact. There's a lot of like lo-fi, like like anything that's like kind of a lo-fi, low-fidelity like artist will usually like a lot of lo-fi, like kind of punk rock, um, a lot of folk rock. Um, I know black metal is huge into cassettes because like... Really? Yes, because black metal is a very like... That's a that's a distorted yes, like it's, mess. <laughs> well, well, black metal is very like lo-fi in general. Like they intentionally record their stuff using the worst like the worst kind of like recording software available because it gives it like the way a lot of people describe it as like a burnt down church feel. That that is the most edgy thing I've heard all day. <laughs> like that, that that's that could be a whole nother episode, but it's not a hobby. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We uh we'll we'll end off the episode that the I'd say the initial buy-in. There is one other thing I do need to bring up about buying stuff, you know, and it's that yeah you're buying CDs and vinyl, you know, like you're buying the the records. Another thing that is incredibly important that I cannot leave the episode without talking about is a setup. Okay. Um, before you even like think of getting into a hobby, you need to understand what makes a good setup. One of the reasons why I like CDs is you could buy like a pretty cheap boombox for like 50 to $70. You plug it into the wall and you play it and that's fine. Um, you can buy a really nice like three, three, $400 like setup with like dials and CD switchers and all this like crazy good stuff for a CD player, but that's not super necessary. If you're getting into vinyl, it's almost required for you to have a good proper setup. Right. Or else you're not going to have like good sound. Your vinyls will get broken. Vinyl is a very fragile like like kind of hobby to get into. And right. one thing a lot of people like to go down in terms of like collecting vinyl is a lot of people like to buy um, all-in-ones, which are like the most notorious one where any like anyone who's serious into vinyl knows to avoid this. Mm. But a lot of people who are really casual vinyl listeners fall for this trap and it's the Crosley. It's, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and... and- in a lot of people's minds, they remember old vinyl players that were all-in-ones. Like, that's how they used to be designed. But modern ones are not like that. Don't... You can't... Yeah, don't, you can't You can't get an all-in-one. You need to have, like, your vinyl player, and it has to connect to external speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, you get, like, a Crosley that is... Like, Crosleys themselves are just a disaster. Like, yeah. they're cheap. They're, like, an $80 setup. They're incredibly cheap, but don't get them. It'll ruin your vinyl. There's no counterweight. It has like a ceramic needle. It's not diamond. So it's going to like cut deep into your records, ruin them. The sound quality is awful. There's no reason for you to get a Crosley. Like if you're genuinely serious. I mean, we, we own an all-in-one at our uh, house, but that's because it's an old, like it's, it's, it's from when finals were the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's a big point, but I am going to kind of move ahead, assuming that you have a car that can play CDs or that you have the vinyl player, because um, this is more about the getting the music itself. So Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying since we're... Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Since this is, like, about podcasts, is about getting people into it. For sure. People for sure. don't know, like, the setup. Mm. If you're going vinyl, you have to have a good setup. I don't collect vinyl. This is the like the first thing you got to know though mm. is that when my like my like one of the first things I told my sister when she wanted to get into vinyl was should I get a Crosley I told her immediately no get an Audio Technica CD player Audio Audio Technica is probably my biggest recommendation Audio Technica is just a great company in general 
phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal company, but they're like the best when it comes to entry level, like record players. Not sponsored by Audio Technica, but call me. We are not sponsored. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Audio Technica. I want to just specify that this is just. I'm just a fan. <laughs> We're just you fanboys. We, we, we just... <laughs> Th- that is my recommendation for like an entry level. Like there's probably better like setups out there for more high end, but... For sure. Don't go Crosley. Crosley is the worst choice you could go to get Audio-Technica. Anything that we talk about in these... Every time we talk about anything in these episodes, um, we bring in experts like Jake and where um, anything we say is viable to be wrong. So always be doing your own research. Always be watching videos because that's the fun of it. You know, figuring things out for yourself. We're just here to to start it off. So not including setup. If someone just wants to get into buying their first CD to start their collection, I would say the cheapest buy-in, like you said, five bucks for a used Green Day CD. <laughs> yeah, like use Green Day, Pink Floyd, like anything. Like honestly, yeah, just anything like used mm-hmm. um, just to see if it's something you like. Um, one of the things I really like about CDs is if you get like a jewel case yeah, and you get like a really crappy broken jewel case, you can take all the like the inserts out of it, buy a brand new clean jewel case, put everything back in and it's like you got a brand new CD. There, You can buy jewel cases for cents at places. No, absolutely. You can get them at the Staples here in town. I bought a bunch of blank jewel cases that I use to like burn my own CDs and put like art in there that I printed off. I, I want to specify these are artists I've purchased digitally yep. and burnt for my own personal use. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I'm just, anytime we talk about anything that might be considered a gray area, we just have to say, this is a thing that happens. We don't condone it. So yes, I do. I, I just, ha- I'm going to specify. I do not condone piracy. Um, don't pirate stuff. Um, it's illegal. It's immoral. You're stealing money. If you're going to burn like a, a album onto a disc, like a digital album onto a disc for like making like an album in a jewel case, you got to either make sure you've purchased it or if it's a free album already. Like hip hop does a lot of free mixtapes um, like on Dat Piff. That's pretty like what I'm about to say is just for Jake. Uh, everything should be paid for online. Nothing should be free. And I'm totally just joshing because <laughs> Jake hates that idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I do. <laughs> you have to pay for everything online. No, I'm, I'm free the data, free the data, free the data, <laughs> but unchain, unchain, unchain the shackles of encryption, <laughs> unchain the shackles of encryption. Mm-mm. But yeah, I would say if you're just going to CDs, obviously if you go in the vinyl, going to be a little bit more expensive if you're a baller baller vinyl's much vinyl is a much more expensive that's why i say cds is a good starter um and if you like cds stick with them if you want to try vinyl if you're still liking like the idea of collecting and you want to go into vinyl um it's great if you're into like if you want to get into vinyl just you gotta be you gotta treat vinyl a lot better than you do cds like cds can be pretty abusable vinyl you have to be incredibly careful with it um, you have to get a good setup that's not going to break your vinyls. Stuff like that. So thank you so much for joining us on uh, Planetary Overload. I know it was a bit different today, but uh, I hope you enjoy. Jake, thank you so much for coming on. Right on, man. I love being on. All right. See you later, guys. Catch you around.
This has been a Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from A.J. Heyer and Taylor Welch. Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.